Welcome back to the 20th and Blake podcast from Mile High Sports, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, it's your host, Cade Walker, and back to talk to you today about um, the Colorado Rockies um, a little bit, but mostly today I wanted to go over the uh, Gold Glove finalists, which were released uh, a few days ago. Um, so... I'm only going to be going over four positions, as those four positions pertain to the Rockies the most. Um, but before I get into talking about these positions, I, I just wanted to um, go over what metrics I use to evaluate defense and uh, how, uh, how I think gold gloves should be determined. So I think baseball is very different from other sports in terms of defense and evaluating defense. I mean, it's, it's a very unique game in and of itself. Uh, I mean, basketball, the defensive metrics are uh, largely based on who's on and off the court and other statistics um, like blocks and steals. And uh, a lot of people use more advanced statistics like plus minus, but they're, they're different calculations because basketball is a dynamic game and a lot of things are happening at one time. And there's, there's stoppages of play, but uh, everyone's being evaluated for um, something at every second virtually that they're on the court. Uh, baseball is different because baseball comes in intervals, and I've uh, explained this before, but nothing happens in baseball at more than one at a time. Um, baseball happens one pitch at a time, one play at a time, um, one out at a time, anything like that, one hit at a time. Um, so it's a, it's a very structured game in that sense is that um, things only happen in intervals of one. So with, uh, with that in mind, I think defense is a lot easier to quantify in baseball based on, on statistics, or at least I think you can have more confidence in advanced baseball defensive statistics than you can in other sports. Uh, that being said, I, I think there are a few different statistics to look at in baseball. Um, I think all of them have some merit, and all of them have their uh, their flaws, I believe. Um, so I want to start off with talking about the most commonly used one, and that's defensive run saved. And defensive run saved is a defensive statistic uh, calculated by the Fielding Bible. Um, there's a uh, formula where they, they calculate it uh, based on runs above or below average, uh, stolen base run saved, bunt run saved, double play run saved, outfield arms run saved, um, a few other things. Um, but it all combines them into one comprehensive statistic, which is a, it's a cumulative statistic, so it's not a, a rate statistic like average, it's more cumulative like um, RBI, home runs, that type of thing. So defensive run save indicates how many runs a player saved or hurt his team in the field compared to the average player at his position. Uh, so for example, um, the scale is roughly uh, 15 defensive run saved is like gold glove caliber, zeros average, negative 15 is really, really bad. Um, one year, I think a couple of years ago, Matt Chapman had 30, and that was uh, absurd. Uh, it was it was ridiculous. I know Nolan put up a season with like twenty seven. Um, so he this uh, this statistic is very commonly used. Uh, it's one of the most, if not the most commonly used, uh, advanced statistic in terms of fielding. I think it's more accurate than fielding percentage because, I mean, fielding percentage you you take and it's just how many plays you did or didn't make it. It has no bearing, no calculation on how 
hard the plays you made were, how much ground you covered to get there. And, you know, if we look at it in one way, some errors that people make would have just been not made in other scenarios. Say if uh, Matt Chapman made a, a diving play to his left and got up through it to first base and made a throwing error, uh, a lesser third baseman may not have even been able to get to that to that ball in the first place. So um, I think defensive run saved is, is more comprehensive. Defensive run saved also recently added an adjustment to its statistic where it, uh, it calculates the where the fielder started, like the positioning of the fielder, whether he was in the shift or not. So uh, it's, it's comprehensive, like I said. So I think uh, it uses a lot of different data and creates one of the most comprehensive defensive statistics you can find out there. And I think it's very useful in evaluating players uh, in terms of their defense. And I think it's the most objective standard that we can go by um, that's comprehensive. Uh, and I don't believe something like fielding percentage is comprehensive. The next statistic in the advanced statistics world to evaluate defense is ultimate zone rating, or UZR. So uh, UZR is a very similar concept to defensive run save. They're calculated slightly differently, but both aim to do the same thing in measuring how far above average or below average a player was at defending at their particular position. Um, and I think ultimate zone rating, at least the difference in terms of which one to prefer, I would prefer ultimate zone rating for outfielders. However, I would only prefer it over a sample size of like three seasons uh, rather than uh, one singular season or a shortened season like this one. I think defensive run saved is probably better for um, infielders in general and it's definitely better for infielders in this small sample size. Uh, so UZR, it also can be scaled to UZR per 150, so uh, UZR per 150 games. Um, and that's that's very useful because that's basically a full season. Uh, which, again, I prefer three seasons, but if you can't get it, I think that's a good rate statistic. It converts it from a raw number, which is UZR, to a rate statistic, which is UZR per 150, to scale someone who's maybe played 330 innings compared to 460 or something like that. Uh, so with that in mind, um, those are the first two. And then the third one I use is outs above average. Uh, and outs above average is the cumulative effect of all individual plays a fielder has been credited or debted with, making it a range-based metric of fielding that accounts for the number of plays made and the difficulty of them. For example, a fielder who catches a 25% out probability play gets a plus 75 outs above average, or one who fails to make the play gets a negative 25 outs above average. And that's a uh, that's straight from Statcast. That's a that definition is directly from Statcast. So I think um, this one is really good too because it it calculates how far a player had to travel. It calculates how difficult it was. It runs it up against balls that were hit in similar directions at similar um, skill levels that it would take to catch them. So it's essentially tracking data. Uh, and I think it's very useful. Uh, and I think it's one of the more accurate ones. And I, I tend to lean uh, towards outs above average in, in some situations. And... Um, especially over a smaller sample size. I prefer outs above average. So uh, with this in mind, I want to jump into talking about the four positions which pertain to the Rockies specifically. But before I do that, I want to uh, talk to you about our sponsor for today's show. That is DraftKings Sportsbook. 
Uh, week six of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week seven. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week seven, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to earn a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 when signing up using promo code MHS. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting to betting on your favorite players. They do it all. Don't worry, though, if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving all MMA and baseball fans who sign up now to turn $1 into $100 by betting on either this weekend's UFC 254 or by taking action on any World Series game. Uh, remember my prediction, Raisin 7. Dra- DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's promo code MHS and get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, so evaluating the Gold Glove finalists, I wanted to start with right field. Uh, right field was kind of a confusing one for me. So the finalists for the National League uh, right field Gold Glove was Moki Betts, Jason Hayward, and your very own Charlie Blackman from the Colorado Rockies. This really confused me because I have been uh, critical of Charlie Blackman's defense all year, and I think the numbers um, had backed it up. You know, but I looked at it in comparison to their other right fielders. You know, it's not that far-fetched. I still don't believe Blackman is worthy of a gold glove, or nor should he be worthy of being a finalist uh, for a gold glove. But at the same time, he was a little bit better than I thought this year to finish the season. Still, I think if you look at the numbers, Mookie Betts, Cole Calhoun, and Michael Conforto were significantly better in every single one of the metrics that I mentioned. Uh, Mookie Betts led the led the pace by a very large amount uh, you know and I also opened up um, another page looking at defensive run save from players who didn't qualify um, because I'm going to talk about that in the next position but Charlie Blackwood didn't have the most defensive runs saved on his team as a right fielder that was in fact Sam Hilliard who had two defensive runs saved as a right fielder whereas Charlie Blackman had negative one um, and, you know, by definition, negative one is below average. So all things considered, I'm not sure Blackman deserves to be a finalist, but hey, good for him. Um, he's almost certainly not going to win. I believe Mookie Betts has that in the bag quite easily, but uh, I I don't mind him being in there. I just don't believe he deserved it. So I mentioned I looked at statistics for those who didn't qualify uh, per the innings, and looking at first base, it's actually kind of criminal that uh, this player wasn't allowed to compete in this award. So the finalists for this award were Anthony Rizzo, Paul Goldschmidt, and Brandon Belt. And I actually believe that they got this one correct. Um, There were no stunning defensive first basemen in the National League this year that were qualified. I I think Anthony Rizzo was good. I don't think he was stellar, 
But I think he should probably win this gold glove just based on these finalists. No, but something I, I did look at that I was really um, not happy about was that the player who led the entire major leagues in defensive runs saved was Josh Fuentes. He did it with less innings than anybody, um, almost half the innings of anybody, but he led all first basemen in defensive run saves. So, I mean, if we're being honest, since defensive run saved is a cumulative statistic, it doesn't matter as much that he wasn't qualified. So, I mean, I think he deserved the gold glove, but there's still the rules about being qualified, so I'm not too disappointed in it. Uh, I just think that he was by far the best fielding first baseman in the major leagues this year, and certainly in the National League. I know Evan White has a very solid case in the American League, too. He was stellar this year. Uh, next position, as it pertains to the Rockies, is shortstop. I know Rockies fans were very mad about this one because the finalist for uh, defensive shortstop Gold Glove Award was Dansby Swanson, Javier Baez, and Miguel Rojas. Um, looking at the numbers, I can see why Rockies fans are upset. I think it's very clear-cut that Dansby Swanson was the best fielding shortstop in Major League Baseball this year. Javier Baez was probably the second best fielding shortstop in Major League Baseball this year, or at least in the National League. But the third best in the National League was definitely not Miguel Rojas. It was Trevor Story. Trevor Story led the National League in ultimate zone rating. Again, I prefer it for outfielders, but it's still noteworthy. He was third among National League shortstops in defensive runs saved, and he beat Miguel Rojas in outs above average, so I'm not sure why Miguel Rojas is in over Trevor Story on here. Uh, probably because Trevor Story committed a couple more errors, but again, I, we, we discussed this. I don't think errors are terribly indicative of how quality a player's defense is. So I think at the very least, Trevor Story deserved to be a finalist. He has He's one of the, the best fielding shortstops in Major League Baseball and unquestionably top three in the National League this season. Uh, now moving on from him, and shortstops, I want to talk about third base. Uh, third base is not really much of a contest, I believe. Uh, third base, the finalists are Brian Anderson, Nolan Arenado, and Manny Machado. I truly don't think that anyone can make a real case against Nolan Arenado winning his eighth consecutive gold glove um, in actually eight big league seasons for Nolan Arenado. He has been established as the best third baseman in the National League for some time, and he was head and shoulders above everyone else this year. You look at defensive run saved, which I I actually laughed when I saw these numbers. He put up 15 defensive runs saved this year, and uh, Manny Machado put up seven, which is less than half, and Brian Anderson put up four, which is less than, well, it's almost a quarter. So <laughs> if you consider all these things, I believe Nolan Arenado is... Uh, established himself as the best defensive player in Major League Baseball, or at least he was this year. If you look at any other statistic, he led uh, all third basemen in UZR by uh, ultimate zone rating by a long shot, and he also led in outs above average. So by any any metric, by any way you cut it, Nolan Arnauto was the best fielding third baseman in Major League Baseball this year. Very clear cut. We talked about his hitting enough. His fielding was stellar. It was on another level. And you know, 15 defensive runs saved in a 60-game season. Um, it's tough to 
really extrapolate data like this in terms of defensive runs saved. But if it was a full 162-game season, which he wouldn't play all 162 games, but assuming he did, it would be roughly 40 and a half defensive runs saved. So all things considered, very clear-cut Nolan Arenado was the best defensive player in Major League Baseball this year. Well, that's all I have for you today talking about the Gold Glove finalists. Uh, Thank you for tuning in again to the 20th and Blake podcast by Mile High Sports, presented to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, If you have any questions, you want me to answer something on the show, uh, you want me to talk about a specific topic, just DM me at CadeCWalker on Twitter. And thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.